I'm just trying to. Hello, this is Ray and Josh, your bridge builders in chief. Josh, what's a bridge builder? Well, Ray, a bridge builder is anyone trying to build a bridge. Oh, what does it mean to build the bridge? Well, Ray, I think that question is better answered through a story. You're walking down a busy city street in America. Cars whiz by, some honking their horns, and through the bustle of foot traffic, a cardboard sign catches your eyes. It reads, hungry, cold and tired. Anything helps. You're short on time and don't know the person behind the sign, but you still make the effort to look him in the eye and smile before you carry on with your day. You see a look of surprise in their eye. Their posture straightens, and they hold their head just a little bit higher for the rest of their day, no longer feeling invisible. That's what it means to build a bridge. Okay, thank you for that story. Now that we know what it means to build the bridge, let me extend an open invitation to all of our listeners. Please join us whenever you can on this weekly podcast in which we build the bridge in 10 minutes or less, filling you in on topics related to struggles for housing in America. Here's the Portland State University 2017 point in time count of homelessness in Portland, Gresham, Multnomah County, Oregon. From City of Portland, Home Forward, A Home for Everyone, Multnomah County, and City of Gresham, published October 2017 in conjunction with, like I said, Portland State University, some professors there. Here is an overview of the report. More work awaits, but signs of hope emerge. Every two years, the point-in-time count shows us a snapshot of housing and homelessness in Multnomah County. It offers us a chance to reflect on the hard work that's helped thousands of our neighbors off our streets and back into homes of their own, and it reveals how much work we have left to do. Like in other big cities on the West Coast, Housing costs are rising faster than incomes, particularly for people on the outside of our booming economy. That growing gap pushes thousands more people into homelessness each year. It also makes escaping homelessness even more difficult for those already on our streets. Our community is struggling with a crisis in access to mental health services and an opioid epidemic that afflicts a growing number of our most vulnerable neighbors. And our communities of color continue to still face the legacy of historic discrimination even as they face the discrimination that still lingers today in access to housing, employment, and education. That's why we were disappointed this year, but not surprised to find that almost 4,200 people were counted experiencing homelessness on a night in late February this year. That's nearly 10% higher than in 2015. People of color continue to be overrepresented on our streets and in our shelters, and the number of people who report being chronically homeless or having a disabling condition continues to rise. But in the midst of these negative trends, we also saw some hard-won progress. After we delivered on a pledge to effectively double emergency shelter capacity in our community, the number of people counted sleeping outside in the worst conditions with the least safety dropped nearly 12% since 2015 to 1,668. In fact, we actually counted more people sleeping in emergency shelters than outside. That's a first in all the years we've been doing this federal count. We also said we'd do more, after pass counts, to help veterans, people of color, and survivors of domestic violence come inside and off the streets. And this year's results show we've done that. After the 2015 count showed a spike in unsheltered homelessness among African Americans, we made substantial and specific investments to meet that community's shelter and housing needs. Though disparities remain, we counted fewer African Americans experiencing homelessness overall this year, and fewer sleeping without shelter. We also invested in shelter and permanent housing for families with children. 
we saw the unsheltered rate among families fall by half. And even as we counted more people experiencing homelessness overall, we saw no increase in the number of families. That progress speaks to the promise of a community coming together to solve a problem that affects every single one of us. It's why we believe in the collaboration behind A Home for Everyone, our region's comprehensive plan for ending homelessness. Every year, despite the challenges that confront our work, we've helped more people out of homelessness and back into permanent housing. In 2015 through 2016, our partners helped a record 4,603 people, 55% more than just two years before. And data from the first nine months of 2016 through 17 shows us on track to eclipse that mark. Every day, our partners help hundreds of people find a safer space to sleep, stay in housing they might otherwise lose, or find a new home after years of going without. Sometimes it's a mat and a shelter. Sometimes it's help with the rent or utility bill. Sometimes it's a plea to a landlord and the jangle of apartment keys. Those numbers aren't tracked in the point in time count. Progress can feel elusive when the economy is punishing neighbors faster than we can help them. But we can see we're making a difference, and our hope keeps us coming back to this work even when times are tough. The point in time count helps tell us how many of our neighbors struggle with homelessness every night. It's a stark reminder that we must push as hard as we can, ensure the best results from the money we invest, work closely with our partners in the business, faith, and philanthropic communities, and build on the strengths of those among us already working so hard to escape homelessness. We know what it takes. Homelessness isn't inevitable, and with your support, we can create a community where homelessness, if it happens at all, is rare, brief, and one time. And then there's a picture of Ted Wheeler, Portland Mayor, and Deborah Caffrey, I don't know how to say her last name, Multnomah County Chair. So that is like a um, journalistic introduction overview to the point in time count. There's a lot to be said there. I, I felt like the end was kind of like odd. Odd in the sense that they talked about things that weren't counting the point in time, time count as a measure of celebration? Or? Well, like, progress can feel elusive when the economy is punishing neighbors faster than we can help them. Well, I think that points to the other piece of data we were looking at, where from 2015 to 2017, the number of people in emergency shelter in emergency shelter increased dramatically. Right. And to me, what that says is that the number of people having a hard time holding on to stable housing has increased dramatically. Okay. So the economy, the way the quote-unquote economy is right now, it's pushing people out of their homes that they've had okay. and forcing them to go to emergency, self, emergency, emergency shelter. So this last paragraph here, <laughs> we know what it takes. Homelessness isn't inevitable, and with your support, we can create a community where homelessness, if it happens at all, is rare, brief, and one time. Like, what would it be for homelessness to be inevitable? Homelessness is your fate? Like, was this like a philosophical statement? I guess I'm kind of lost on that. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a very good point. Interesting goals of the organization. That sort of yeah. sounds mission statement-y. All right, Josh. Well, we've had a really fun time recording this. Um, let's just lay it out straight from our understanding. What is the point in time count? You start and I'll kind of jump in. As, you, as we've talked about and as Multnomah County has released information on, point in time count refers to a single point in February where city officials and nonprofits go out and count how many people who are experiencing homelessness are out on the street, in emergency shelters, and other designated shelters. And then they compare that number year to year in order to monitor the progress that the 
city and the community is making on homelessness. Boom. So it is the purpose of the point in time count is federal funding. Well, Correct. it may not be the entire purpose, but it is a large part of the purpose because if a point in time count is not accomplished, that means the community, meaning Portland, Multnomah County, is not, uh, is not approved for federal funding for homelessness projects. So in, in a way, it is like a, a hoop in the system to jump through to get the funding, but it's also useful information for understanding where the community is at. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from organizations we've talked with, they, uh, we've heard them echo that sensibility. It's both, you know, uh, a useful point of information at best, but also a hoop that they have to jump through if they want to get any funding from the government. All right. Well, you heard it here. That is the point in time count, folks. We have gone on an adventure today of learning that we probably edit out most of, but um, it's been really fun, and we thank you for tuning in. All right. Thank you very much. If you're still listening and enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by subscribing and giving us a five-star review. We'll even read your review at the start of our next podcast if you do. This is Ray and Josh, your bridge builders in chief. Thanks for listening. Cause I'm just trying to keep my, keep my, keep my head above water.